The Silver Room Block Party is back. This weekend at Oakwood Beach, you can catch acts like Hannibal Burris, Joey Perp, Mother Nature. Get your sweat on with the Chicago Bulls basketball clinics or groove to R&B yoga. They're going to have double dutch, beach volleyball, and of course, good food. And please bring the whole family. They got a kid's area too. And if they're under 13, they get in free. Purchase tickets now at silverroomblockparty.com. Today on CityCast Chicago, we're all feeling the wallop of inflation at the grocery store. Food prices are up 10% since last year. Those increases are a double hit to food pantries. It means more customers and fewer donations from grocery stores and big distribution centers. I spent a morning recently at Care for Real in Edgewater to get a sense of what inflation actually looks like. It's Tuesday, July 12th. I'm Carrie Shepard in for Jacoby Cochran, and this is CityCast Chicago. as individual items. We're doing almond milk instead of regular milk today because we don't have a lot. Like Ashley said, um, being the, having five Thursdays in June means that by next week, as of tomorrow, we're gonna be shorted between both locations over 30,000 pounds of food. So even if it looks like- well, Care for Real serves up to 200 families a day, six days a week. They're seeing more than four times as many new clients as this time last year. Gregory Gross. Uh, I'm the executive director and I've been here since September of 2020. How do you all get all the food? A little less than half of the food that we receive comes from the Greater Chicago Food Depository. Mm -hmm. uh, we never know what we ordered if it's going to come. Mm -hmm. um, and so there's that. And then we also have a food rescue program. So seven days a week, we have vans that go out to retail partners and we'll pick up food from grocery stores. So it'll be things like uh, excess inventory or it will be things that are about to reach their sell by date, but it's still good. Um, you're actually here um, in a unique week. We will receive um, food from the, the food depository four times a month. This is a fifth week, uh, and so we... Oh, five, five weeks in June. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, okay. Yep, okay. yep, five weeks in June, and so we don't get a shipment. We um, requested an additional one, and they weren't able to fulfill that because they were closing their warehouse for inventory. So that means for the next week, we don't have um, that delivery of food. So that's where we're trying to make what we have uh, stretch, and so looking for additional... Um, donations. This year, we were experiencing a 332% increase wow. in first-time guests compared to the same time in 2021. What do you attribute that huge increase to? Yeah, uh, I think it's a combination of things, but mainly right now it's inflation. Uh, and so folks aren't able to make their paychecks um, uh, cover everything, you know, so be able to cover housing and health care and rent and uh, food. So being able to come here, it relieves the burden a bit. Is there a sort of image of who visits a food pantry and how do we break through that? I think the stereotype is it's going to be someone who is not working, who um, needs assistance and they've been coming for years. And uh, yeah, that would be 
we serve that person, but um, we serve everyone. And so we, we really talk about that it's neighbors serving neighbors. And so especially since the pandemic and with inflation right now, uh, we're seeing even more young families. It's it's a lot of folks who are working and they're just not able to make ends meet, you know, even though they are working one, two, three different jobs. When someone comes for the first time to register, uh, I, there's this perception that you're going to come here for the first time, you're going to have to register, and then you're going to have to wait to get food because that's how so much public benefits are. That's not how it is here. It's you can come to register for the first time and you're going to go home with food. And so people are surprised because they haven't even brought bags or a cart. Um, and so uh, we will ask folks then of what brings them, uh, not judgment, just trying to get to know folks. Also knowing that there's so much stigma associated with coming to a food pantry that will keep people from coming. Hi there, how are you? Good morning, right. thank you. So? We've got uh, limited meat today. All we have are fish patties and, you know, fish burgers or, or ground yeah. lamb, okay? Yes, yes. Okay. And you Please, want no Okay, you want the fish? No sure. Okay. So. Now, if it helps, the lamb is halal. Would you prefer the lamb or the fish? Okay. Which one, the lamb? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Clients have uh, a card when they're already registered and they get like a number as well. Okay. So when they come up to the registration, like they pull out their card, they scan it with their scanners and then they also give their numbers and like they go through, we have a list of items that we are giving out. So like we ask like sometimes clients don't want like pork or meats or they don't want cans. So like we check it off and then we send it over in our system and like in there, like they print their receipt. Okay, so no cans. Liam. Okay. You are eligible, so I'll put it in there. Thank you so much. You take care. You, sir. Do you know you see her regularly? She said yes. she was happy to see you. I come to every food distribution. I forgot the card. Oh, that's okay. We can look it up by your last name. We've got reverse. And you're diabetic. Only two choices, Would you like? So no sweets? What can I get you that would help you out? Would you prefer one of the any whole fat dairy, any whole grain bread, vegetables, I guess? Oh, you'll get fresh vegetables and fruit, and um, you'll get eggs and milk. What's your name? Dawn. They helped me get healthier. Um, I was eating a lot of um, junk food and stuff that people would give me from ordering out and stuff and um i started coming here and was eating healthier stuff and um i got healthier i was at a nursing facility but the food was like really over processed and um it was making me really sick because it was over processed there wasn't fresh food i don't want to be greedy like honestly um during the holidays I didn't come here even though I, I knew I want I knew I wanted to because I knew there was people that were like starving and in way more drastic need than I was so even though I really wanted to come here for the holidays um, I didn't did you believe me I wanted to so bad <laughs> where else do you get your food you said nowhere I, I just come here I just come here
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi. Is it okay if I stand here with you? Yeah, sure. Okay. What's your name? Ashley Smith. Yes. And what's your position here? I'm a program associate, so I help run the distributions, make sure clients are getting what they need out here, and also making sure volunteers are being good in there. You know. <laughs> you look really in charge in there, I gotta <laughs> say. <laughs> so I'm actually training a lot of new volunteers, making sure that things are going okay and you know, checking on clients actually and giving them a heads up about our food situation. Okay, which heads up on food, food situation, what does that mean? The shortage that we're having um, for meats and things like that, the fact that there's only two options, our clients are really used to choice. So it's really hard for them because when they come here, they expect to get like all the choices. And, I, and that's why I love working here because I can give them those choices. But right now we only have like two choices for meat and we don't have milk and these are things that are staples so that they could just be aware that we're also getting hit, but we're going to try our best to still serve them anyway. Why is it important for them to clients to pick their own food? Because everybody eats differently. And honestly, like food is each person's like own comfort and we shouldn't, we can't pick for them. We don't know what they eat. We don't, we can't like decide for people what's good for them to eat or what's not. And figuring that out is ridiculous. So we let them tell us because they know best what they need and what they want. For their own health, their absolutely. Own health. And also like just for their own wants. I mean, sometimes people want a cake. They want to feel better, you know? Get that cake, cake in here? Sometimes we get cakes. <laughs> it's a highly requested item. <laughs> I always want cake. Always want cake. Everybody wants cake. And that's a totally understandable thing. If you're going through a hard time, sometimes a cake is just what you need to feel better. So we're going to give it. <laughs> Why this work for you? This work just kind of fit. Um, it allowed me to be how to help people the best. Like being able to provide black hair care to clients wasn't something that we did before. Um, and actually our personal care, which is our hygiene kits, that wasn't a thing before I started working here because I realized it needs to be much bigger. The black hair care was one of the biggest things that I had developed when I came here because we didn't have, they didn't know. There <laughs> wasn't a lot of black people working here and actually it was just me and one other person. And so they were like, they didn't really realize that black hair care is completely different. And so the need is different and people needed like hair oil or people needed conditioners um, and not just shampoo because that will break off black hair really easily. Is the stigma lessening, you think? And what do we as a society need to do to recognize food insecurity is real? It is not an isolated issue. It's It affects many, many people. I can't say that it has lessened um, other than during the pandemic, we heard a lot more about food insecurity. You were hearing about it on the news, you were seeing the lines. 
How, uh, how often do you come to care for real? I'm here uh, just only one, one day a week. How long have you been coming to care for real? Yes, uh, almost uh, four years. Okay. Yeah, because for the, uh, I lost my job, everything, and then for the pandemic, and then I'll start over again. In, uh, what was your work before? Uh, I'm, in the, I'm in the medical field. Had you, had you been to uh, someplace like Care for Real before you said you lost your job? No, 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 yes, my first time. Did you, before you came to Care for Real, did you have any sort of, like, image of what who goes to a food pantry or stigma related to food pantries like oh it's not for me no no i never never always always keep my mind open for accept all things always because you never know when is your time you know today you up next day you're on the ground so you have to think about it and everything else you the thing is you have to find out your own resources Gregory, we're talking the day after the primary election, which we've been covering. And, you know, there's all this money that gets these these numbers. What do organizations like you need from the state and federal government, need more of? We actually don't get any government funding at all. Why? Um, there's just not the resources for it. Uh, and the, the ones that are there will go to food banks like the food depository rather than pantries like us. When I mentioned the election and all those numbers, big numbers, you we both kind of yeah. sighed. And yeah. Does it frustrate you to see money like that thrown around? Oh, it, it absolutely does, you know, that we are seeing those huge numbers and hearing that the... Um, the governor's race will be the most expensive non-presidential race in U.S. history. Uh, and, and yeah, and just thinking about what that could do to feed everyone um, experiencing food insecurity in, in the state. It's hard not, is it hard for you not to be cynical doing this every day? There are certainly days that it's more challenging than others, I will say. Um, but then uh, the flip side is what we are doing with a staff of 12 you know, serving all these people, but over 500 volunteers who are coming here. Uh, and so then that's what motivates is that there are people wanting to help each other. Last year, we had um, over 30,000 volunteer hours, 30,000 of people giving up their time to contribute and wanting to help their neighbors. Special thank you to Mary, Andrew Wheeler, Eileen Spiokla, and other volunteers who talked to me. And of course, the clients who shared their stories. If you want to learn more how to help Care For Real, check out their website, careforreal.org. Some news before we let you go. City officials announced they've distributed the first $500 payments as part of Chicago's Guaranteed Income Pilot. That's the program supporting 5,000 low-income households over the next year. Mayor Lightfoot's office said they received more than 176,000 applications for the pilot. The BA4 and BA5 Omicron subvariants are making up 70% of COVID cases in the Midwest. Sydney Madden has more in our newsletter. To read that and other news, subscribe at chicago.citycast.fm. And some shout outs. 
to everyone participating in the City Cast Summertime Shy Bucket List Challenge. I even did it this weekend. We see you, Kyle Easter, Nicole W. We love that summer spirit. Look out for the hashtag CityCastSummer on Twitter and check off your bucket list at chicago.citycast.fm slash summer. You can win some swag. Jacoby is back tomorrow. We'll talk to you then. Thanks. What's the old TV news say? Lester Holt. How does he say it? When in doubt, check with Lester Holt.